This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week I was joined by Andy Laird and we talked about loads of things including loaning and whether it's right on the platform. We talked about the Premier League, whether it's coming. There was a certain tweet from a certain CEO. Uh, we covered all the new cards and leagues been added. There's been a change to the, the two, two games and one game week rule. Loads of drama, loads of questions. I hope you enjoy it. Lairdinio, Andy Laird from the So Rare Data podcast and head of content at So Rare Data. Isn't that right? That's right. You're back again. Mm-hmm. Is this the third time or the second time? I, I think it's know. only the second. Been a I, few. Surely there was some sort of shenanigan moments that we've had on the internet. So Yeah, I don't know. I like speaking to you, so I invited you back. I had Quinny last week, getting all the content creators in. Um, welcome, I suppose. Do you want to introduce yourself briefly to anyone who doesn't know who you are? Just kind of like roughly... We're not going to blabber on for 10 minutes here, Laird, but I mean, like, you know, where you're at with your gallery and stuff so people know kind of where your head's at. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm Andrew Laird, I'm this head of content at SoRare Data, which is a site that a lot of people use to get better at SoRare. Um, I used I to joined... use it before you bloody started charging us monies uh, we'll for get to a that service. Moment. We'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, so, I joined, let me see, November of 2020. So some people think that I've basically been here from the beginning, but it seems like I constantly come up to people who are here before me. Um, But yeah, I I did what a lot of people do when I joined. I was really hesitant to do anything. And then I bought a bunch of cards that made no sense. And I waited on buying a goalkeeper because they were expensive. And then one day uh, I finally was like, oh, wait, this game actually makes sense. And I'll be honest, I had absolutely zero crypto and NFT background coming into this. I would say I still don't really have much crypto and NFT uh, expertise, if you will. Um, I don't own any other crypto other than ETH. And I have that ETH because of SoRare. And I have a handful of other NFTs. In fact, it's probably not even a handful. And I don't know what to do with them other than just wait till somebody offers me a million dollars for each of them. I have other NFTs, right? And it's one of those where there's all these like raffles and this lists and that's and, you know, discords and loads of stuff happening. But I'm like, I'm 100% not utilizing these as I should be. I wouldn't even know how to utilize them if I, if they had utility. Um, Mm. I'm somebody who I understand NFTs. I just don't get into ones that don't have any utility. And at this point, so rare is really the one that has had the most utility for me. And so that's why I stuck around. Um, I joined Sora Data last October. I used to work at a different fantasy sports site covering mostly football, but uh, touched on a no- number of other sports as well. But yeah, I joined in October of, I guess I was 2021 after we did a fundraising round in order to do things like hire employees like me. Mm. Um, and so uh, since like the turn of the year, we, we have a, a good group of people who are full-time employees at Solar Data, which is why at this point we have opened up memberships because we thought that the idea and the execution of Solar Data would make a pretty good business. And we're hoping that other people agree and feel that the product that we put together is worth paying for. And so, yeah, that membership started two weeks ago. And there were some mixed reactions, which is 
which was completely understandable and expected when something that used to be free is now not as free. And we're just hoping that we can continue to innovate and make the site worthy of something that people want to pay for and help them get better at SoRare. Cool. Well, that, that's where you're at. We'll probably get a bit more into SoRare data later in the questions. There's one or two. Um, but there's a lot to talk about this week. There was the Academy Challenge thing. We'll get into that. Rumors around the Premier League and you know people doing a little bit of Sherlock Holmesing. Um, and maybe a more blatant tweet from the, a certain CEO, but we'll get to that. Lots of new cards hitting the market. Uh, there's That's obviously going to have an impact. And then there's some really, really horrible loaning going on in the community that we need to talk about. Um, that completely legal thing that everyone's doing because it's legal. But apparently, it's horrible. Oh my God, I'm such a little bitch. I can't wait. Um <laughs> <laughs> And then in other news, um, we're celebrities now. Uh, there was a we newsletter, um, and we were both on it in the community spotlight. Right down the bottom, I noticed um, there was the meetup. They linked to that. Fair play. Nice to get the wee shout out for that. It was good fun. So it was in the August community spotlight section, as was a video you posted, which was indeed heartwarming, as they called it. It actually was. It made me smile. You know when you're like looking at your phone and you kind of catch yourself with that like that like really like smile thing going on Mm -hmm. the endorphin rush because you're just genuinely smiling i got that with that video do you want to tell us i appreciate that it was yeah i um finished first in rare all-star for baseball uh rare all-star and to be completely honest my baseball card meaning my so rare baseball card collection is mostly driven from my 11 year old son who pays much more attention to major league baseball than i do and we yeah, finished first in that competition that week. And the video is of the two of us opening the reward, which uh, turned out to be a Jordan Alvarez rare card, which was a pretty good card. He's like a young up and coming player uh, who can hit the ball a mile. And yeah, it was just the two of us kind of enjoying that moment, which is kind of fun. I mean, uh, I I have not said this to anyone out like out loud. I think I've said it privately to a few people. But I believe I'm the first person to ever win All-Star Rare in multiple sports on SoRare. Oh, wow. That's that's nice. The first person. So did YNWA not beat you so. to it? I don't think so. He's Mostly because he was baseball. I don't think he was playing All-Star Rare. I think he's yeah. you know, he's up in the in the unique category in super rares, which I um, similar to, to football, I don't play those, uh, those upper mm. divisions much. And so, um, yeah, I think it, I had a very, um, very easier, or I had an easier path cause not as many people are playing baseball right now. So, uh, I tend to get my wins when not as many people are playing. And so I had, I won rare all-star in football last, like almost a year ago, maybe even more than a year ago mm. and won a Carlos heel card. And then yeah, I won this Jordan Alvarez and I don't really like to pat myself on the back much, but being around you makes me feel like I should do it. So that's why I decided to bring it up. No, I like it. I like it. I'm all about patting yourself on the back around these parts. <laughs> uh, speaking of patting myself on the back, I won a card in MLB, a tier one. Uh, there we I go. 16th out of like 3000 people. Uh, wow. That's really won. good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually was a bit heartbroken when I seen it was like tier one or tier two or something. Even I was like, wait, what? But they work different. They don't have a tier they zero do. there. Tier one is just star. Yes. Which yes. kind of, I like, but uh, I always thought tier zero looked weird. But anyway, uh, I won Willie Adames. 
I bought him this week. Well, there we go. I won him. I should have so, bought yours. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, mine aren't for sale. Mine get given away because I'm a man of the people. Laird. That's right. That's right. My, <laughs> but I actually <laughs> am giving away the the MLB cards at some stage. But I'm going to let them accumulate a bit to try and win more stuff for a while. But yeah, you, this you actually can't do something. it anyway. Yeah. You what? Sorry. Oh yeah, you can't. You actually can't transfer you can't them. Do it. It's absolutely yeah, yeah. shocking. You, you actually literally cannot give them away. Yeah. I, can't, I can't give them away. I, I swear so, I want to, guys. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to bring it up. This is a football show and everybody wants to be happy about football. So let's do that. You're right. But I do want to talk about one thing about baseball. Okay. And this is a more of an opportunity, I suppose, for all the people into football. Because while I bought a bunch of MLB cards, because I kind of looked at it and thought, I'm never going to be able to buy the one-offs again. I'm never going to be able to buy the jersey mints again. So I got like the Clayton Kershaw jersey and I got like a Ronald yeah. Acuna and Lewis Roberts one-offs. Paid way, 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 way too much. But the bottom line is if anyone ever wants it, they're going to have to buy it off me. And I'm the only mm-hmm. guy with the one-off. So good luck with that in three years. But anyway... This is interesting to football people because I am a football people. I am a football person. But I'm looking at baseball and I'm kind of going, now, it's hard because the numbers are a bit out of whack because a rare isn't a rare. A rare is a limited. And a limited isn't a limited. A limited is like a fifth of a limited. And blah, 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 yes. blah. And that's kind of skewing things. But still, when I look over there and I see the price of some of the limited cards of some of the best cards in the world or even the rare cards of some of the best players in the world, Mm-hmm. the prices obviously seem low because the users aren't quite there yet. Am yeah. I right in saying a season's coming towards the end? Yeah, the the regular season ends kind of the end of September. We're at the end of August right now. And so, or actually, I guess it's September for those who are listening now. So, yeah, it is. Well done. Yeah, we're recording on the 31st of August. So, coming towards the end of the season, you know, the demand, blah, 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 blah. I'm looking over there and I'm thinking like, you know, in the early days of so rare football, and it might never be the same thing. They're very completely different pro- things at completely different times, completely different sports, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, like, when you see someone like a YNWA who's done it before coming in again and buying up all the supers and uniques, I'm kind of looking at it thinking, like, hold up a minute. Am I just, like, sitting on my hands because I like football when I could just buy up some of the best, like, rare, like an Otani rare? I mean, what's that worth? I Mike Trout rare is worth less than an ETH. Way less than an ETH. For now, yeah. For now, yeah, I, um, an Otani rare at the minute you're coming in at around points, point 0.5. I mean, auctioned at point 0.5 yesterday. I mean, yeah, when I mean, we compare that to auctioned like, yesterday, point 0.35. And I, I know the rare is tech kind of like a limited and all the rest, but my point is just along the lines of the legitimately like best guys who are going to be like Hall of Famers or the guys who are projected to go on and fulfill those career paths and be the best baseball players of a generation. Mm-hmm. You could quite feasibly sell, like I won like a Brian Teixeira yesterday. I could sell him for like an eighth or like 0.8 or whatever I'm going to get and go and buy like two Otanis. I know the math doesn't quite work there, but it's one of those where like, it's so early for Surrey MLB. Is it like one of those where I just need to like, is this a great opportunity that's right in front of us all that we're just kind of ignoring because A, we don't care about baseball and B, it maybe hasn't hockey sticked in its first month. So I think... I think baseball gives those who play football an opportunity to see if what they've done on so rare works with other sports. But the problem is, is that if you're not into baseball, I th- at least the way I would think of it, if you're not into baseball, it's really hard to get the same total experience that you do out of football. That 
if you don't want to sit down and watch your players play baseball in the middle of the night for the European people, and you don't, you know, if literally any reward you win is someone you've never heard of, is that experience that fun? And I'm not sure it is for a lot of people. I mean, there are plenty who play so rare just because of the money that they're like, I have X amount of dollars or euros today, and I want it to be, you know, Y dollars tomorrow or or in a month. And if you're that type of person, you don't care about football at all, then I think it's fine to like try to, to take some of those strategies that you have from football in terms of like collecting and playing and using it in baseball. But I do think that the, I don't think that so rare went into introducing major league baseball, expecting a good number of the football community to play. Like, I think it's its own sport and it feels very separate and I think that's okay. But I also feel like this first year feels very beta that it's just kind of, we're going to start. And and I think they've been open about that, at least in terms of like, we're not going to have everything ready. They, I mean, you cannot make a private offer for a card. You can't even send a card to somebody. If somebody wanted to loan, I'm sorry. If you wanted to sell a card and make an, and somebody, or you wanted to, excuse me, buy a card and somebody, you want to make an offer, like you literally cannot do that on the site. Like I was going to bring this up earlier, but I might as well say it now. Uh, somebody I know won a card this past game week that I wanted to buy. And they were like, I'll sell it to you, oh, no. you know, Someone under the floor. It. Well, so it was like, I'll send it to you below floor price. And the tough thing with baseball is that floor price and recent sales are very different specifically because you can't make private offers yet because yeah. there, there is no, it's like, oh, I'm just going to post less than the floor. And so like if the floor is 0.05, excuse me, the last sale is 0.05 and the floor is 0.1, like realistically the next sale should be like 0.55, point, you know, 0.05, excuse me, 0.55. But like you can't say to somebody who's selling for 0.1, hey, I'll give you even 0.075. So the only way to do this is to have the person who you want to buy the card from post it for more than the floor. You buy it for more than the floor and they send you ETH back, mm-hmm. which is basically market manipulation. Like we would, that would be market manipulation yeah. in football. Like if you knew that people were doing that, you'd be like, wait, that's not right. You're like yeah. artificially increasing the price. But like, that's actually the only way to do a direct, like a private offer now in baseball. And so I hope that that's settled by next season um, so that we can get like a full experience because trading baseball cards, like physical cards is like the foundation of card collecting. And you literally cannot trade baseball cards right yeah. now on Zora. Yeah. It's a shit show really. Um, it's a work so in it's progress, no su- which I get. It's no- it's no surprise that maybe it hasn't just, as I said, hockey sticked and hit the ground running and went crazy. When I when I look at my analytics on YouTube, just to kind of get a, an idea of where people listen from or watch from, my YouTube, mm-hmm. which isn't like the best, um, it's not the ultimate way of defining who watches and why and where from, but ultimately, I say ultimately a lot. I've realized that today. Uh, so I'm going to try and cut that out. I might have like an, an ultimately jar, but not ultimately, but... At the end of the day, there we go. <laughs> there's 11% of my listeners are from the U.S. And I'd mm-hmm. say 90% plus of baseball watchers are from the U.S. 
So in terms of the current so rare demographic, a very low percentage of that are US residents. So getting people to transition over here from the UK and from further abroad in Europe, Australia, wherever else across the world, you know, it is hard for, for us to kind of get involved. And it is a very complex sport. It's, it, there's a lot to it. I tried, I've done up an MLB tutorial this week. Shout out to Alex Hooper, who helped me massively with it. Go and find him. Uh, Alex is great. Yeah, brilliant. So go on, if you want to know anything about baseball, go and find him. But it was so hard. Even with him there coaching me through literally making the tutorial, it's so hard. I thought it's just people throw balls, you smack them, you get home runs, or someone catches it and you're out. There's so much to it. Stealing bases like weird little rules and rotations of pitchers and so i i obviously grew up with baseball like i was a huge baseball fan like i've been to hundreds of games in my life Mm. and i work for a company that employs people who are not familiar with baseball like i'll put it like that and we now try to cover baseball and trying to I forget that what is very easy for me, if you have never heard of baseball, like there are a lot of nuances to this, to the game that make it difficult to like pick up quickly. Like I get it. Even positions, even learning the positions, you know, it's just completely different. Or, or the fact that you, that players spend half the game playing defense, but there's zero defensive stats in fantasy baseball. Like we don't care. Like if you go and you make a catch in the field, like that's, that means nothing for you who made the catch. And it's just a weird concept to people that like, yeah, it's just not there. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I just, I, I think that, I think surely the plan is to, is for baseball to be a very American audience. And if there are some people who go from football to baseball, like that's great. And if there are people who go from baseball to football, that's great. But I don't think the product is built for Sower to be like, you need to play both. Yeah. And so if you don't want to play both, like, do not play both. It's as simple yeah. as that. I think, again, like, do your own research, whatever else. But me personally, just my opinion at the minute, I'm kind of looking at the prices of some of the cards going like, mm-hmm. maybe I should dump 10K at Super Rares and just wait. But then PSU would be here and he'd be saying, you moron. Spend your 10K on a Carlos Hill and you'll win loads of rewards in football. And that, that's fair too. Or just don't put any more money in. But we'll move on from that. I just kind of noticed the prices and whatever else relative mm-hmm. to kind of the football and counterparts. And there's a lot of reasons for it. But it's one of those, if you back so rare, if you back multiple sports, uh, whatever. Let's move on. Uh, the Academy Challenge. So... I'll not spend too much time on this because I think both of us are kind of like, it's funny because we're going to talk about it because it's relevant to probably some people who listen, but a lot of people who've been listeners for a long time, maybe it's not quite relevant and it's not relevant to us, but I threw this at you just before we hit record and you kind of said it looks like a progression bar because it's I think it is. promoting progression, but you kind of have different challenges at the different levels and you have to go through each level of novice, intermediate, proficient and advanced. And like, for example, you, you graduate um, a level once you've completed all the challenges, for example, reaching a points threshold or a particular ranking. So complete the challenges to graduate and unlock better rewards. Challenges are updated at the end of the game week. So a new challenge this week, I don't know which division this is in, but it'll be like 
rank in the top 50% of players, score one goal, assist, or other decisive score with one player. Your captain score, your captain player scores more than 50 points. And then there's other ones. Um, this is for the Academy novice at the minute. Score 100 points total. Score more than 50 points with one player card. So it's kind of just teaching people the important concepts around so rare, like dropping in decisives, dropping in captaincy, scoring the maximum of 100, beating the average of 50. So it is kind of like an academy where it's teaching people. It's a little more complex than the old kind of. It seems to be changing mm-hmm. every day, the commons on how they're used. It is more complex. Does that lead to, to more confusion, more frustration, and less retention? I imagine they've tested that. Um, but it's definitely a more engaging experience for people who are free to play. Is that fair? I think it, yeah, I think it's, I think the, the idea of progression is, is a big one in so rare. They, they want you to do that from limited to rare to super rare and whatnot. Cody Gakpo score. I'm going to like, I know this is like old news to everyone listening now, but I kind of want to make this like a record while there's a couple of games on. So I want to like put my hands in the air if anything happens and interrupt you. Was that a goal for Everton or? Oh, you bitch. <laughs> I hope he doesn't go so anyway. bad. Southampton or Leeds. Anyway, so you were saying, but yeah. I will interrupt oh, and you interrupt right. me if any of your players do anything. Uh, so, like, I get it. I think the the names are weird. Like, novice, intermediate, proficient, and advanced. Like, I know what they mean, but that doesn't <laughs> proficient. seem fun. Like, yes, yeah. I got to proficient. And it's like, eh, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. no, like, <laughs> naming stuff is hard like we yeah. we went through a, a ton of like ideas when we were naming our different memberships for sort of data i don't think we ever got to novice intermediate proficient and advanced though so i don't know but i like the idea it's it's it keeps people more engaged it gives them something to work for, towards and once you get through it you can still play the casual league theoretically you have better commons to play that if you want or you'll win some some limiteds and you can start playing in the other in the other divisions so yeah i don't think I, I see with proficient for example in particular it doesn't exactly sound sexy i looked it up looked up some synonyms you know skilled accomplished experienced virgin all one in the same really the best contraception known to man yeah I'm proficient and so rare <laughs> piss off <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So the the academy challenges twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, um, I'm looking yeah, right now. How many out. how many people do you think are registered for academy novice right now? We're two days before the game week. Do they all have to go back and start there? There are fifty eight thousand right now in the casual league. That would have been sort of north of a hundred k, wouldn't it? So in terms of going into that. So if they go into casual, can they not go into the academy? No, I think they can do both. They can do you both, can't go into the so academy if you go into any of the limited. They need enough limiteds or they need enough ca- commons enough to, commons do, to both. do both. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say like 5,000. No, 43,000. Oh, wow. I, I didn't have a clue. So there's that many people who have, well, I suppose a lot of people have. It's over 100,000 who are currently registered before two days before the game week. In free a lot of them will be duplicates, won't they? A lot of them will be accounts that have lots of commons because they play free to play. So now Could they're be, playing yes. the two. Good point. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, look, best of luck with it. You, If you're one of the 43,000, I suppose I'd be interested to hear in, in how you're finding it because 
ultimately we're just a little bit displaced from that world so it's hard for us to really understand moving on into the juicy shit now the premier league is it happening so two things happened um nicholas tweeted a lion emoji which was very quickly linked to the barclays premier league's whole lion Mm -hmm. thing um and then there's been this People feel like they've found like an, an Easter egg. It's not quite as tinfoil hatty as as Quinny last week on the pod. Um, but a lot of people, I'm trying to look at here and see if I can find it. Look up the Sawyer hashtag. I was a bit surprised how convinced Quinny was that it was all or nothing with the Premier League. Yeah. You think it could just be Liverpool? I think a lot of people at this stage are conceding that it's just Liverpool. I think it could be. I think that with ultimate champions having arsenal that it kind of proved that you you don't need to have everyone to get one and if it's difficult to get everyone then if you can get one why don't you get one and they obviously had a pre-existing relationship with liverpool and so maybe it was just kind of easy to you know maybe they waited to see if they could get the whole league and when it came clear that they couldn't and that doesn't mean that somebody else got it like we there were some discussions like, oh, well, who somebody else must have won the NFT contract, but it's possible that they're just not doing one now and that the, they might try to do something by themselves or they just don't want to be involved in NFTs right now. And then now, so I say, go back to Liverpool and say, hey, we had this relationship. Do you want to extend it for another year? And they say yes. And we haven't seen new Liverpool cards yet. All the pictures are there. And as we know, when there are updated pictures, there are usually yeah. updated cards coming soon. Yeah, I'm not a relegation lover. <laughs> You're Andy Laird too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think right. Okay, on the whole Premier League thing, like, so I buy the idea that so rare. Okay, so rare might have won the license and they've kept it under wraps, right? Let's say so rare haven't got the license yet. So someone else got the license. They haven't said it out loud. It hasn't got out anywhere, which would surprise me. So the the idea, the concept that the Premier League decided let's do it or own, let's buck our own goat. Um, there's one for you Americans to work out. The that wouldn't surprise me if they said that, but it kind of does surprise me the thought that they would back themselves enough to turn down half a billion or however much the license would have been worth. And I also think, based off what we've seen with other people, clubs, leagues who decide to go and, as I say, buck their own goat, they generally come crawling back. And I do think the Premier League would. I think the the Premier League takes a lot there on itself if it does it that way in terms of criticism, accountability, a a load of different things. If they're the ones actually behind the NFT project, they really need to come up with an engaging game utility and value for those cards. Whereas SoRare is kind of relatively proven. um, And I don't think if the Premier League comes out and sells a little NFT of Harry Kane, it gets anywhere near what the like even a fraction of what the Harry Kane gets on so rare as a unique, do you know? So it's like I don't get how they could possibly sit in a little boardroom and come up with that decision. Financially, there's so much more lucrative to go so rare, and even if it's not so rare, who who else is going to come close to the money so rare will generate, unless they just don't like so rare for whatever reason. But I think there's to say. go for it. Yeah, I think there's a few things with that. Uh, one is that Liverpool tried to do their own NFT and it was like a disaster. And so I can understand when if they're like, we're going to... like I could see the situation 
where Sawyer was like months ago, like, hey, we're ready to like redo our contract. And they were like, we're going to do our own. And Sawyer was like, oh, okay. Like, we can't convince you otherwise. And they do their own and it's a total disaster. And they see it's a disaster. And then they're like, hey, Nicola, is that offer still available? And he's like, yeah, of course, of course. Because of course we want Liverpool. And so I think that's possible. And I think we could see the same thing happen with the Premier League, that they're like, before we give up this, these rights, let's try to do it ourselves. And if it's a total disaster, then they call so rare and say, oh, yeah, we, 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 uh, we're taking that back. We'd like to partner with you guys. But I, th- I think the wait, the wait for the Premier League is, is fine. Like, hmm. I don't know. I feel like they're, everybody wants it. But everybody also is like, everyone is early before the Premier League. So like, let's just buy as much as we can now because when the Premier League comes, it's really going to explode. But they also like want the Premier League now, which means like if prices explode now, then that's good for you short term, but long term doesn't matter. Or does it really help you long term? And I don't think people have like thought all the way through. Like having the Premier League obviously would be great. Like the idea is they want all the top 20 leagues and that's... Pretty much the and one they're the confident they'll so. achieve it in the next three months, apparently. So we'll see how that one pans out. At least I've heard that line yeah. a few times. In terms of this line in particular to delve into to other ideas, some people thought maybe it meant Rangers. I thought that was a bit of a stretch, personally. Um, if it's not the Premier League, it could mean England. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the national team of England would be a humongous haul. It, would be, it wouldn't be the Premier League, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that far off. I think it would be a really, really huge haul because you'd have a lot of the big guys in England that we want. You do miss out on a lot of players. You do miss out on the depth of it. You do miss out on the collectability of passionate Wolves fans being able to get all their Portuguese guys and whatever else. So I'm not saying it's the same thing, but some of the players you'd get there would be outstanding. Um, on top of that, what if it's just the Lionesses because they keep going on about women's football. They won the mm-hmm. the Euros. It was the Euros, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, it Yes, it was. God, I'm the worst. It was the Euros. I actually watched part of that game. Um, and yeah, so like, could it be them? Would that be a great selling? Yeah, where do they go? Well, they've already set the precedent that they might be able to play an all-star in under-23s uh, based off the second divisions, but who knows? Um, so Lionesses, Lions, Premier League, probably means one of them. Why does Nicholas just decide to tweet a Lion? And surely he, he knows just... the ramifications of that. What if like it's Depay. does he have children? Like one of one of his kids just grabbed his phone and maybe he's a Depay fan and he wants Depay to sign for is it Marseille he supports or something? I believe so, yeah. Depay has a yeah, big I don't, tattoo. I don't know. Anything, I, but... I do think we are overstating the value of the England national team in terms you think of so? how well I think the way that they've treated pre- uh, previous national teams. Like, it's not enough cards to make a difference. Like, we're going to get, like, right now, they signed Belgium, right? So you look at the players that we have that are not on the platform. Kevin De Bruyne has 16 limited cards, 45 rares, and five super rares. Does that number of Harry Kane cards make a difference? Because they don't mint them all the time. In fact, we haven't had these the national team cards minted for a while. So, like, they told us that every like international break, 
like we'd start to get some more of these international cards. Like I have a Jonas Hoffman Germany card that I bought just because it happened to be the floor price card. But like we don't get these national, we're not getting full mints of the national team players who are not already on so rare. We're just getting them kind of, well, we haven't gotten a De Bruyne in a while, but like cards like that, like I think, I don't think we're getting enough cards that, that warrant like, like it's cool. And it'll yeah. bring people to like look at so rare, but in terms of gameplay, like you're not getting that many more you're actual right. cards in the in the game. It's good, for which the apparently wheels. people love because people love hate or people love to say they hate new cards in the because now we're just flooding the market. But like, it's good for the wheels. Like the wheels will come in and be able to buy the super rares of their Harry Kanes and the Phil Fodens and whatever else. But like, the floor prices of those are going to be very high, and for yeah. the masses and for gameplay, as you say even a hundred limiteds, they're still going to be in very big pockets. And I mean, people wanting to come in and buy players, it's just not going to happen. Like if you want to come in, like based off other prices of limited cards, there's no way Kevin De Bruyne should be worth over like two ETH as his limited. That Like when I say worth that, one actually sold for two ETH like five days ago, which seems- They're only six, they're fewer limiteds than there are rares. Yeah, it's, it's mad. But yeah, I think- <clears throat> the thing with the national teams and the Lions and whatever else, it really does matter how many they mint. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bit of a push around national teams again coming up to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Makes so a lot the Argentina of sense. ones. And like, they announced that Argentina deal and they haven't released anything yet. We we can't understate. I, I think a lot of us think of it because the season feels like it's just started. We're like the World Cup's miles away. It's literally like a month and a half or something. It's like two months away. It's it's like close. It's like super it's really close. close so like we could be getting a lot of national teams soon maybe England's part of that maybe that's the line maybe it's anything but the other thing around the Premier League was this referral thing where like it says if you complete your five referrals you'll get a card guaranteed from champion Europe and here's the competitions and it says Premier League Bundesliga and the rest but the Premier League only has the England logo and the rest all have the the, the league badges or whatever yeah. now I think this is just someone found something and got a bit excited, but ultimately it's sort of bollocks because what I think's happened is this was a deal. I got an email about it as an affiliate like over a month ago being like, oh, go and push it. Now everyone will get a tier three champ card. Great. I haven't pushed it because of that. I think it's nice and all, but like whatever. Um, And I think like they just went and whoever was compiling that part for the site or whatever it is, basically went and looked up, okay, we're giving out tier three champion cards. Okay, what are the champion leagues again or clubs again, whatever? Let's go and look. And they went and looked and it's like, champion clubs are Premier League. They don't have the logo because they don't have it licensed. Bundesliga, La Liga, blah, blah, blah. Okay, copy, right. paste, done. That's what it is. Even though you're not actually going to get a Premier League card because they don't have them licensed. But I think it's just in there. I don't think it's like a spoiler personally. And that has been running for over three weeks now and ends in just over a week. So I don't think like... Do you know? I, th- I think it's possible that you can get, well, and I guess they haven't come out with them, but like the n- new Liverpool cards theoretically means new limited cards because right now there are no limited Liverpool cards. And so if there are Liverpool cards, then I think saying that the Premier League is included in that is fine. But like you said, it ends in a week. So maybe Liverpool's coming now or it was just a mess up. But like, I I don't feel like this, the the release of the Premier League is getting leaked that way. Like, like, yeah. 
we're going to know about it from like a much better way than like some random, what we think is an Easter egg. They, there's no benefit to them dropping an Easter egg like that. Yeah. Like the getting the Premier League is a big enough deal that like they don't need to randomly put in a Premier League in a, you know, write the Premier League in a Champion Europe referral email. And everyone's like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's coming. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it'll be bad. I, I agree. I think that one's a bit of bollocks. I think the Lion has something, but I don't know if it's the Premier League. But uh, another thing that's happened this week is lots of lots of clubs, lots and like so many that I can't be arsed naming them all. Bundesliga two, League two, Bundesliga probably Turkey or something. Yep, Croatia, Croatia. did it happen. There, there's like yep. loads of cards on auction. Um, now there was a little bit of. I think Nicholas addressed this. I think I probably talked about this last week. Everyone was like, oh my God, all these cards, so many cards. I don't think like the schedule has increased that much. I think it's just more variety. So while there's lots of new licenses that they're activating and putting out new cards, it's not like they've like 5X the amount they're auctioning. They've just added a bit more variety from it being Asia and MLS and whatever else. They're, they're sort of bringing in the European stuff now. Um. The variety, you know, you'd like to think this bulks out prize pools. You know, I think the prize pools could be mm-hmm. pretty healthy over the next month or two, which is great because we're all bitching about rewards. I think like the next month or two could really be where we, we milk it and make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. I've been winning a good bit anyway recently. I don't know if everyone else feels the same, but that's a little humble brag. Um, maybe maybe everyone humble? else feels the same. I don't think it was that humble <laughs> at all. I'm an asshole. Uh, but yeah, lo- lots of these cards come to the market, lots of new clubs. Lots of new players to scout. What are your thoughts on it all? Are you happy? Do you care? I love it. I love new clubs. I love new cards. I think it's great. I think the idea that's so rare or flooding the market is misunderstood. I'll put it that way. It's misunderstood. That just because we have more options doesn't mean that there are more cards being produced. And so there there are more cards in the ecosystem now. And that's because there are more rewards, which is what a lot of people were asking for. And there was this weird battle that people were like, there are not enough rewards. We need more rewards, which requires more cards. And then so it was like, hey, we have all these new cards. And everyone's like, oh, new cards. Now they're flooding the market. And it's like, you need more cards if you want more rewards. And so we got new cards and now we're getting more rewards. And the benefit of these cards, the new cards, is that they're auctioning these new cards and they are significantly reducing the number of America and Asia cards. And the reason that is good, other than the fact that more people are interested in European cards, is that the European cards have more utility over the next few months. America and Asia seasons are coming to, to an end. And so people aren't buying those cards as much, which is why those prices are falling. And so instead, we're getting more European cards in in the auctions. We're getting more European cards in the prizes. And everyone's like, they're flooding the market. And it's like, these are the cards people want because these are the cards that we can use now. And people always want cards that they can use now. Like, it's exactly why leading up to the European season, we see European card prices increase. And at the end of seasons, we see them decrease because people think of like the extreme short-term utility of... Can I use this card the next month or two months or three months? And it's like nothing beyond that. And if the answer is no, then they're like, all right, I'm going to sell it. 
but everyone's starting to think that. And so then prices start going down. And so in addition to the, oh, there's so many more cards, everyone's like, look at all these prices going down while they're ignoring the fact that the reason, the reason that prices were up is because everybody wanted to buy the new European card or the, to buy European cards heading into the season. So like, this is a, a very like simple explanation of why card prices are currently going down and everyone is blaming it on the fact that there are so many more cards. And while that could be part of it, the bigger part is that the increase before these cards came out pushed them to an artificially high level because the demand was so high. And now that everybody has their European cards to play in SO5, card prices are starting to come down a little bit. But like this happens every single beginning of the season. And yet every new season, everyone's like so surprised that it happens. Yeah. I heard Boy, that was a long this in your podcast. No, but I get it. No, it is. It's that like we talk about how at the end of a season prices go down and then they raise come up to a new season and then they'll continue they'll kind of start to drop. And then depending on like external factors like so rare announcements and big fundings and Gary V's, etc., ultimately it's kind of just this like up and down cycle every single year. Yet whenever yep. that happens every single year, everyone goes balubas. And then it's like the panic sellers and the market's crashing. And like, whatever, if that's how you feel, and if maybe you're right, maybe me and me and Laird here are wrong, but I mean, it's, I haven't sold anything because we, we sort of expected this and now it's happening. I don't know. I, I think, but like, I think you could ask anybody that, like the simple question of like, would you expect card prices to go up leading into a season? And they'd be like, yes, because everybody wants to play. And to play, you need to buy cards. Yeah. And you're like, and would you be surprised if they went down after that? And be like, no, that makes sense. And then it happens and everyone's like, oh my, what is going on? And like, what is going on is exactly what you would have expected three months ago if I asked you like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. And yet everybody gets very upset. And instead now we have all these new cards and like new players that we can kind of try to scout and somehow like the things that made it a lot of people like like the k league and the j league and they're like oh you know when that when those leagues came on everyone was like i don't want to have to like research those a nobody's telling you you have to but b like a lot of people got into it and then like a lot of people like watch the k league and the j league now that they like, never would have before this yeah and now they're like second division in Spain. And everyone's like, oh, I'm never going to watch that. And it's like, this is actually easier for you to watch than the K-League. Yeah. And yet the K-League was okay. So like, I don't know. Like I, I, get why, I get why people are frustrated. But I think those people should take some time to figure out why you're frustrated and realize that like you, you probably saw this coming. At least part of it. Yeah. That sounds harsh, um, but. No, I hear you. It is. It's it's more football to fall in love with and, and watch and, you know, more cards that can be scouted. I, I like a lot of what's happened. I think I talked about it last week. I'll not go over it all. I think there's reasons why everyone's frustrated and rightly so. But I think because there's such tension about other things, that's kind of bleeding into to other areas. People are like all looking. And it is this little echo chamber, realistically, Twitter. And, you know, a lot of this kind of bitching and negativity is coming from that social media platform or discords. But I mean... It's just one of those where frustrations are, are making people, I'm selling up and I'm doing this, and then they've already bought back in. Or, you know, maybe they have sold up, and that's great. That was the right decision for them. Uh, but we'll get on to loads of stuff about that. The last thing, two more things I wanted to mention, but 
I'm I'm talking about frustrations. Hold on, because we're talking about live things that are going on. As I use Kevin De Bruyne in the example of all the limited cards, he's been dropped today. But my boy Julian Alvarez is getting his first start for Man City. You're joking. KDB dropped? Dropped. I'm looking at that from like a, a an FPL perspective. FPL, That's brilliant. Because, yeah. I mean, whatever about the so few cards, it won't really affect me on so rare. But like in terms of FPL, I was actually really hoping I was really hoping Alvarez wouldn't start today so that he would start this weekend when I could use him. I, I might have put him in a lineup today for this. Holland starts, though. Should have captain yeah, Holland in FPL. What about Arsenal? Jesus plays, Martinelli, Odegaard. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. All going to plan. And what about West Ham Tottenham? Alvarez getting a start is just exciting. Interested to see if Perisic plays there. Anyway, uh, Cody Gakpo (laughs) also scored again, and he's on an absolute rampage. So I just hope he never leaves, but he will. So there's a couple of things. The next thing was, yeah, talking about those frustrations – Loaning. Okay. Mm. So we had a dramatic week around loaning. And when I say dramatic, it was probably a few people talking about it, but I've seen it a lot. I got ta- I got tagged underneath, literally. I posted my lineups for this midweek and someone said, well done for not loaning and setting a good example, John. Good luck this game week. And I don't know if this was sarcasm or not, because I just replied saying, I've loaned before and I'll loan again, unless it's 110% confirmed as against the rules. It's very grey right now with contradictory rules. Now, is it grey? Well, simply Alex sent this back. And so rare, own your game, ownership, all the rest. 6.4 ownership in their T's and C's or whatever. When you purchase a collectible, you become the definitive owner of the underlying NFT. Welcome to Web3. In accordance with these terms... I've read this weird. Except where otherwise explicitly stated to the contrary, you have the right to freely dispose of your collectible via sale, loan, loan, donation, transfer, etc. Donations, probably like where giveaways come in here, including in the marketplace through a third-party service or marketplace. So basically it's saying here you can loan. Where the grayness comes in is how many loans constitutes collusion manipulating the market gaining an unfair competitive advantage which is another part of their t's and c's which is against the rules and one other there's something else i want to say here i don't know whether i should wait i'm just going to say this to get get my get my rant out right so i'm going to keep loaning because loaning's completely legit and i understand why people new to the game might look at this and they might go oh but nellis has all these rich friends Analysis is loaning all these cards and I could never possibly loan all these cards because, you know, I don't know people like he does. Do you know what that's called? That's called two years of building a community and talking to people online and flying to London and flying to Orlando and talking to people and being in discords and being in WhatsApps and helping people and talking to people. And I'm just using myself as an example, which is maybe a bit extreme because I make content. And as I said, I did the London thing, the Orlando thing, been to Spain with Quinny Hendo, blah, blah, blah. But every single person out there can start to build relationships. What's the word? Give st- give like they can um, contribute to a community, build relationships, build friendships that get to the point where people feel comfortable loaning you NFTs worth thousands. 
do you know, everyone can get there. It just takes time. I put two years into this game and talking to people every single week. Of course, people trust Luna Mia card because they know I'm good for it. There's no reason you can't have that. The other side of it is, why would anyone lend you a card when you've got a shit gallery? <laughs> because generally when people loan cards, it's whatever you yield, I want a percentage of or pay me a flat fee. You could go and find one of these loan people and pay them a flat fee and loan a card, no problem, I'm sure. You'll probably have to put collateral up. And if you can't afford the collateral, that's just like, that's how loan, that's how life works. You know, just because you can't do it doesn't mean other people can't do it. Because you can't afford to loan a house doesn't mean other people can't loan a house. Because they have the money to loan a house. I don't know, am I off the mark here, Laird? It's just kind of like... I understand it seems like an under an unfair playing field, and I also understand that I'm coming from an incredibly biased position. But if I get a little bit defensive over it for a minute and look at it and kind of go like, everyone's allowed to do it. Just because you're not doing it or haven't put yourself in a position to do it, you can loan at a much lower level. You know what I mean? It isn't necessarily just wheel problems. You could loan at a much lower level in limited. You could target underdogs. You could target specialists if you've harnessed a community and built friendships and relationships with people that trust you to loan you cards. Anyone can do it. It is a level playing field. But there's people who are going to do it more and who are better positioned to do it because of the work they've put in or the money they've invested. What am I missing? Because you're very rational. What's the like elephant in the room? Is there something here that I'm just missing? I think if SoRare didn't want loaning to be allowed they would say loaning is not allowed dxp hit is also a thing by the way absolutely like i I think it's very very clear that loaning is something that a lot of people on the platform do and that doesn't make that doesn't mean it's right it doesn't mean it's wrong but a lot of people do it and there is no explicit rule that says you cannot do it and i think that there are different rules that make people think it applies to loans, the, uh, you know, taking an unfair advantage or unfair, I don't even remember what you just read. Unfair I feel that's competitive the, advantage or something. Competitive advantage. That's that's the line that everybody who does not like loaning points to. They're like, you're getting a competitive advantage because of the situation that you have. And then everybody else looks at the one that says like, oh, you can loan this, loan whatever you want because you own the game. And the loaning whatever you want doesn't say anything about like, so that person can use it in SO5 and gain a competitive advantage. Like there, it's very gray. And it's something that feels like SoRare wanted to be gray because it, it would be very, very easy for them to be like, you are not allowed to loan cards to other people who then use them in SO5. Like that is a rule that can be very easily implemented. And I think a lot of people would be upset about it. But like, if that's what they wanted, they could do that. But it does not that like does not exist. And I think as long as that doesn't exist, people are going to keep doing it. And it's like the same thing that like there are speed limits and you're not supposed to go over the speed limit. And then they're like, oh, if you go a few over, then it's fine. Like it's not a big deal. And so people go a few over the speed limit. Like, are they breaking the law? Yeah, they are. Because you're going over the speed limit, but it's also kind of allowed. And so like maybe it's okay. And everybody who like drives under the speed limit are like, oh, all those people who are driving over, like it's dangerous and they're doing, causing all these problems. And it's like, well, the people who are in charge are just kind of okay with going a few miles over the speed limit. I think that's actually a, a terrible uh, description, but it's <laughs> the first thing that came to my head. But like the idea, like that's how I keep going back to loans. Like if, if Sora really didn't want them, 
they could eliminate them right now. And they haven't. And yeah, so I think pe- you're just going to keep seeing is the XP on. hit. The penalty is the XP hit. You know, it doesn't make sense for us to collude and ping mark, ping cards to each other every single week and fart about. But on mm-hmm. a week, like last week or something, I had no goalkeeper, but I had a banging, like, um, under-23 rare pro team. I had a really good team. And I was like, okay, if anyone's an under-23 keeper, you know, ping it over. You will have ownership of your asset. We lose the XP, but I'll give you his percentage of contribution to the reward. You know what I mean? Like if he, 20% of the reward or whatever it was. And that makes sense for both parties. Is it gaining an unfair competitive advantage? I don't think it's unfair because you're paying your dues. I don't know. It is It is a weird one. My head I think struggles it's unfair. with it. I think it's unfair mm-hmm. if you got that extra player and nobody else was allowed to get it. Yeah, but I just maybe put out the best offer of it. Like, this is the team I can play it with. This is what I'm willing to pay you. But someone else could it doesn't have even mean said, that. Yeah, somebody else could have said to that person, "I'll I'll give you double." And I'm like, and somebody's like, "I just like John." Yeah, so I'm just gonna do that. Is that unfair? I, I, I own I own the card. I, the I bottom think line it's... is, I can I can sit here and go like, "Is it fair? Is it an unfair competitive advantage? Is it manipulative?" The bottom line is, they literally say you can loan your card. And they have mechanisms in place. They literally brought in the fifty percent XP cut to combat loaning, like not that, to that combat it. Was to combat loans, yeah. Like that—that yeah, that was the only reason for that. Not to stop the it. XP hit his loans. Yeah. It wasn't even to stop it though. It was to try to make it like a decision for people. Otherwise, everyone would loan all the time. Right. But I think it—it it comes back to that point in my head. The thing with loaning is, and any bitterness or resentment that comes around it, anyone can loan, and I don't loan cards to people based off their bank balance. I loan cards to people based off, do I like them? The relationship I have with them. And then, yes, I might if I've got a couple of people who want to loan a card. And I don't do this all the time, by the way. This is a once every month, once every twice a month sort of a thing at most. Sounds like I do this all the time. I don't. You can go and check my transactions on SoRare Data. But the point here is, I do care maybe about the lineup they're going into if there's a couple of people who want it. But if there's a, if there's someone who I know who I have a relationship with who just needs a player for a week, yeah, by all means, borrow them, go for it. Loan them. Yeah, I <sighs> I don't know. Like you said, I, I, I think it's the, the way that I look at it is very simple that like the ability to loan is there for anybody. And if SoRare <laughs> didn't want that to be part of the game, they could eliminate it. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Oh, I, I didn't say that, but like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what you said. That's what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. saying like if you, if you're going to hate anyone, don't hate people who are loaning. It's allowed. Hate the fact that it's allowed. Go and bitch about the fact it's allowed. Don't bitch about the fact people do it when it's allowed. I I, I think that's the appropriate response, though, is to go to so rare and be like, this is this is not right, and you need to change your terms to to make sure that it's not allowed. And then whatever their not, response yeah. is 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 the rule. Absolutely. Well, look, I know it's a contentious one, and I, I, while I am relatively passionate one way, and if if they came and said to me, John, you can never loan again, would it really? Would I care? Honestly, no, because I really do do it so seldom. I, I don't do it that often. I really don't. But as a principle, and as people bitching about it, it just winds me up a bit because I kind of look at it and I go, like, it's just this resentment for the sake of resenting when it's something that's completely legal and allowed within the T's and C's of the game. 
And it's just drama for drama's sake because it's a new week and something to bitch about. That winds me up. That's the reason I get pissed off, I think. I've probably contradicted myself about 18 times and I know I'm coming from a position where I do have friends and stuff that can loan. So I know people listening are probably going like, it's easy for you to say, Nellis. But look, if you disagree, come and have a scrap with me on the podcast next week. Applications are open via DM. Um, We've just had something posted while we're recording. Double game week rule update starting in game week 302. Have you seen this? No. That's fine. So, uh, if one of your so rare cards has two games in the same game week, for example, one club game and one international game, or two club games, only one of those games will count towards scoring. Has this came in because of the whole like second division teams, and therefore I you get they people who play? Already. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe this it's prompted it. Maybe it hasn't. But this says, if the player plays in both games, only the first game will count towards the player's score. If a player does not play in the first game, the player score in the second game will count for that game week. So this it used to be where oh, even if they're in yeah. the squad, but now they have to play for it to count. I prefer that, which I personally, thought, I prefer that. I also thought that used to be the rule, and then they changed it to whether they were in the squad, which made no sense to me. Yeah, so I like this. It means like if your guy doesn't play, you have another chance next game, which is great because he probably will play mm-hmm. in the next game. Please note that if a player is included in the match day squad for the first game but does not play. The player score in the second game will count for that game week. So that is quite literally the change. Perfect. Yeah, I like that. Great. It's I always sensible. thought it was a bit. Yeah, I always thought it was a bit. I was about to say non- nonsensical. Is that the word? Sure. Um, I thought it was. I just thought it didn't really make much sense. But now it makes sense again. So that's a positive improvement in my book. It is now sensical. It is now sensical. <laughs> so, Laird, um, we have loads of questions that have been submitted. Yeah, we do. Thank you to everybody for submitting them. Uh, yes, thank you. Exciting. Lots of great comments here. And we've had a load more submitted since we've been recording. So I suppose when I'm overwhelmed by choice, the paradox of choice, I always revert to the same thing, which is, well, we answered yours. What the fuck is lion emoji? Sausage, you've been answered. Uh, so Rare Morons is taking notes, but apparently the tweet that the So Rare Morons account was taking notes on the tweet's been deleted, so maybe it was something stupid. I don't know who it was from. But yes, what I do when I've got so many to choose from is I'll just go to the most liked, because that means there's probably people who care. So, Mpen10, who I believe recently sold up. Don't know if he's bought back in. Nice guy, handsome devil, ASOS model by all accounts. Rumor has it, he's still walking. That's an inside joke. If you were head of growth strategy marketing at SoRare today and your goal was to 3, 4, 5x the number of active users on the platform in the next 12 months, what would you do? How would you do it? And why would you do it? Or genuinely, if you don't believe new user growth is a priority, I'd love to hear how the platform looks in 12 months' time. You're a content guy. You're the head of something somewhere. Perfect guy to answer this question. <laughs> so I I read this question and... I was thankful that that's not my job. Yeah. I also think that we're putting a lot of pressure on growth numbers that, not that they don't matter, but I think a lot of people are ignoring where they've come from. So I was actually in a conversation on Twitter with uh, MPen, MPen10, excuse me that we're still going back and forth and I have some homework to do. But we've, we've so rare, have doubled the number of users who have one card from January 1st until today. Yeah. 
that seems good to me. And I think, and so what a lot of people, what a few, excuse me, what a few people have responded to me on Twitter about that is like, well, the, the growth is slowing and they're right. The growth is slowing, but it's also still growing. And we're coming off of like unsustainable growth. So it, it was going to slow down at some point. Like there was, they had such huge growth earlier this year, last year into this year that like it had to slow down, like no business exponentially grows forever. And so if it took eight months to go from 75,000 users with one card to 150,000, and we know that so rare themselves don't even only look at people who have bought cards. Like we have a hundred thousand who are playing a free to play, the free to play version, if not more. And so I think, I think the growth numbers are okay. Like I, I don't think it's something to worry about. And I think the game is sustainable at this growth rate. Even if it slows down, it's I, the game is sustainable for a while. And I feel like the growth rate is what is making some people be like, I should get out now because in three or five years, this could go to zero. But you're also like ignoring what can happen in the next three to five years. And MPen wrote this like really good essay of like why he, like what his, uh, what his cautions were about SoRare and why he sold up and why he's buying back in slightly. Not, I don't think he's buying back in nearly as much as he had previously. But I think we sometimes think too far ahead. And we think like what applies today is what will apply in three to five years. And like, if you just look at Sora, like Sora did not exist five years ago. So to like think that like whatever we're looking at today is the same as what it's going to be in three years or five years, I think is wrong. And there's a little, there's a lot of like, you have to trust the SoRare team that they know what they're doing in terms of building a platform that can last three to five years and that adding the Croatian league is good and that getting the premier league at some point is good and adding the, you know, Paraguayan league when we get there is good. And that the idea is that they want to become this like sports entertainment behemoth. And so like, if that's the plan, then like what we have today is like not even remotely close to what is going to be the case in three to five years. And so I think the growth number, like, I think the growth numbers are fine. Like I really do. And I'm glad it's not my job to get more people, but like the idea is more, more clubs usually means more people. The uh, point I seen underneath that I didn't read it all and I haven't looked at it in a few hours, but initially one of the points I seen, which I thought was quite valid was along the lines of, I forget who it was from. So sorry, I can't give you the shout out. Can't be ours finding it. It was essentially like, okay, well we've doubled growth. We've doubled numbers of users with one card or more, but if we've tripled supply, or doubled supply. And I don't know if that's true. I don't actually know what the numbers are in terms of the mm-hmm. overall supply and how it's changed. But let's say, for example, and it might not even be close to this, but let's say the overall supply has 5X'd, right? Which I don't think it has sure. in that amount of time. Maybe it has. Maybe it let's, has. Say, let's say the supply is 5X'd, but the users have 2X'd. And a simple sort of supply-demand graph or whatever that is, you know... That's how prices come down. And 
Yeah, I just wanted to throw that there as a point. I don't think like, I have much more to say on it, but like, is that a concern? I mean, what if we have another? I suppose the argument then is that from this point forward, it would take. I mean, what's a reverse of exponential? It would take before longer we get there, to like, double. I think. I think the problem. It's not even a problem. Solar is never going to perfectly balance supply and demand. Like the de- the supply is obviously within their their control, but demand is not. They can do things to try to increase demand, but ultimately like they need the people to sign up. And so at some point there's going to be like we've had instances we call it the Gary V boom, but like in those situations demand grossly was grossly bigger than supply. And that's why prices just skyrocketed. Because everyone's like, oh, I got to get this. I got to get this. Some of my absolute like worst purchases on Sower were during that time. Because I was like, wow, prices are really skyrocketing. Like, let me get some some of these cards. The cards that I still have today because they're just so disgustingly paid for. I paid so much for them that I can't stomach <coughs> selling Felix. them for like a... Oh, no, no, no. I'm good on... that. That is a great card. <laughs> that one's Kim Goon. I'm looking at you, Chris Durkin. Anyway, so... Cody Gakbo on the hundred. Cody Gakbo shoots a hundred. Five one. Chavi Simon's doing great. Man. Um, so, so there are times where demand was greater than supply and prices went really high, and everyone's happy because they're like, "Oh, prices are going up," except the people who bought all the way to the top. So there are going to be times where supply is greater than demand, and that does make prices fall. But it also allows us that if there is a significant influx of users who maybe are very interested in a certain league in England, then we have the supply there so that prices aren't skyrocketing immediately and therefore basically pricing out all of these new people. There is supply there so that we have a gradual increase in prices and card values so that we have a, like, a more sustainable game. Like I, I just don't think that more supply now and it's going to be like the supply we have now is theoretically lower than any supply we're going to have in the future because all they want to do is add cards, which I think yeah. is fine. But like they're never going to have the supply and demand um, ratio perfect. And if this is a time where we have more supply than demand, like I don't think that's bad because it prepares them for when the, when the demand does increase, ideally with more use. Okay, well, we move on to another question. Um, a lot of viable points, a lot of fair points. I was going to go off on a rant about logarithmic as opposed to exponential growth, where my point was that if they if their auction rates stay the same, the time it takes, and I know this is nowhere near true, but let's say the um the time it takes them to get from one million cards to two million cards, essentially doubling their cards, will be twice, will be half as long as it takes them to get from 2 million cards to, to 4 million cards to double again. <clears throat> so it's the opposite of exponential. It's going to take longer for them, their their supply to keep doubling. Mm-hmm. So the supply rate of growth as a percentage will reduce over time. It's just the point I wanted to make on that, which is a point that's probably nothing to do with the conversation, but I got it in my head, so here we are. <laughs> makes me sound smart saying logarithmic. Uh, Hoodwink said, do you think it's a good thing that Sora are getting so many leagues involved recently, even though it's potentially hurting current users' gallery values, apart from Pavel? A year ago, we'd be excited about new coverage and cards. This year, it seems the opposite. Twitter, Discord sentiment. We kind of touched on this, but anything to add? 
yes, I think it's good that they're getting more cards. Yeah. I think if you back the project long term, the more leagues and the more cards and the more variety and the more fun and the more coverage and the more utility, it's ultimately all better. Short term, it might hit the pocket a bit because of whatever. But I think long term, I just, don't, I just it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. It has yeah, to be a good I th- thing. I think people, yeah, I think the problem is that people's long term is now like six weeks. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not realistic. I think the things that make so rare fun for a lot of people, like the research, the winning, the watching games or following clubs that you absolutely never would have followed before this, like is just completely overlooked when like card prices go down a little bit. And it's like, you're, you're buying into an entire experience and it's not just to like, make sure that your cards are worth more today than they were yesterday. And that's what I try to focus on more because I'm not like, I don't do this just because my, I'm hoping, you know, obviously I want my cards to go up, but like the game of so rare is much more interesting to me. And like, that's what I focus on. And maybe I'm just in a position where I can do that Mm. because of where I am. But I think that's playing this game and everything that comes with the game is much more interesting than, Oh, is my card worth more now than it was yesterday? I have two more questions I want to throw at you. We'll try and bang through them layered based on time but Questo was asked and he messaged me after this saying I'm not trying to be a dick here I just had a limited amount of characters multi-accounting insider trading oversupply which will only ever grow logarithmically as we now know (laughs) (laughs) decreasing win percentage for all over time limited reward structure unclear you both have revenue streams, correction. I have a revenue stream. Laird has a career <laughs> reliant on so rare success. Do you see these as red flags or part of the journey? And is the Prem a carpet to brush it all under? So it's reeling off question? concerns. Just reeling off concerns and is the Prem just a carpet to brush it all under? So like insider trading, whatever, multi-accounting, whatever. For me, this is honestly just thinking off the bat. Like, I mean, multi-account and whatever, they legislate and cover for that as much as they can. Whatever. Insider trading, whatever. Old news, it happens. <laughs> Oversupply. I mean, it's not great. We've already talked about it, though. I've already given my thoughts is what I mean. Oversupply, which will only ever grow. Yeah, you're kind of hoping demand will grow as well over time. And further utility, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Maybe, yeah, loads of different ways they can maybe combat that in the future. I see burning coming up all the time now, ways that can be incorporated from a, a game economics perspective. Maybe they'll get a brain in that can solve that. But anyway, ways it can maybe be fixed for me. This is me just spitballing at these because obviously, of course, we might have areas for concern or reasons when we've so much invested in this. Decreasing win percentage for all over time is, I mean, limited reward structure on clear. I think they get the reward structure right over time. And I think they have made improvements there and the new underdog things going on. There's a bit more going on there. Decreasing win percentage for all over time is one of those I look at and wonder, like, unless you find more rewards, how do you not make that a problem? Or maybe it's just as a case that we're all making, hey, well, the sun shines now. And the percentage well, that, I mean, that just... goes. that goes back to the point I was trying to make before, that, like, you can't ask for more rewards and then get upset when there's more supply. So that's literally where the rewards come from. Yeah. I think the interesting conversation is where rewards go when we don't when we have to get beyond cards. Like yeah. there was a 
how do you, I was on some Twitter thread this week where we were talking about moments because we haven't seen moments yet, even though they told us Bundesliga moments were going to come. And I asked kind of on Twitter, and it was back with, I was talking to AJ and I was like, would moments as rewards be something people would be interested in? And some people were like, that sounds awesome. And I was like, what if you like, couldn't play them in SO5, but like, you know, at some point in the prize pool, you get a moment. And they were like, yeah, that's really cool. And Mark YNWA was like, well, if you can't use them in SO5, then they're worthless. And I'm mm. like, some people find moments that have no utility perfectly great. So like you're, whatever the solutions are for like more rewards is not going to please everyone. But like that was a very simple yeah. one. Moments is rewards. Would you like that? And people are like, yeah, that's cool. Why not? It's one. It goes back. Why like, not? do you do you mean to tell me Quinny isn't going to go and buy the moment of the Furuyashi goal or whatever it was that won him the Furuyashi? Do you think I'm not going to go and buy the five moments of the guys that get me my first win? Of course I am. You know, mm-hmm. personally, and again, or some it moment back of transcending across into Rosie yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. It gets to the it gets to the like the gimmicky section of the game where like we're looking at the the shop and the club shop and the you know, achievements and whatever else and looking in there for little like banners and whatever else. It almost gets into aesthetics. Imagine you could display those moments on your profile or just keep them. And again, yes. like we've seen it with top shop moments. People pay millions for them. Rightly or wrongly, no, with no, no utility. Not, not anymore. They don't but. anymore, but they did. <laughs> so, like, would I want to buy the moments of my club and of Legends or games I was at? Of course I would. And would I pay a lot of money for them? Probably not. But would they be a nice little thing? Of course they are. So, again, you can do that relatively scalably, you'd imagine, for fun uh, as a reward. You can give out yeah, a lot it, of stuff as rewards, i.e. coins, etc., bollocks fake coins i don't know is that what a stable coin even is probably not i'm talking about like more web two types of coins not stable coiny vibes where you get the coins for the club shop to go and buy once you save up a million like you do in poker stars you get to buy a signed jersey from a club a mystery box if you will whatever i don't care there's a million ideas there's other things they can do it's just about having the processes to make that scalable because yeah i think there's a ton of things they could do with like the the just the idea of your club of your so rare club that you can whether it's a new banner or whatever, some way to like spice up your hall of fame or whatever it is. Again, not my job. Don't want it to be my job because I have no expertise in that. But like the the possibilities are literally endless. And I feel like a lot of people are like, well, they can't like, oh, they have this deal with MLS and now they're going to have like some giveaway where you win tickets to an MLS game. But like I live in Switzerland. So like I'm the hell I'm going to go to an MLS game. So that's worthless. And it's like, the ticket idea is just like one idea. There are so many other possibilities they could do. And like that, that makes me feel like there's, it's okay in terms of like where reward, not that, not that I think rewards are, are perfect. Don't get me wrong there. Mm-hmm. But like, there are plenty of places we can go with rewards when cards aren't enough. But again, we either have to decide if we don't have enough rewards or we have too many cards. Can't be both. There's so many ideas. Like what if, the people with the best scores that do blah, the people who that play five man stacks that get blah, win a shirt from that club, and there's like a hundred, like there could be fifty shirts given away from every La Liga club every week, you know, if they have it lot. in place, and or whatever twenty, it doesn't matter, but you know what I mean. They could give away feasibly lots of these as so rare grows in skills, twenty, Definitely. ten per club a week. I don't even care picking numbers out of my arse. And if I do well and I use my Danny Parejo and whatever and I get a Villarreal shirt for it, I'm buzzing. I don't care. 
So like there can be rewards that don't necessarily need to be in the thousands, but I hear I hear the point. I just think there's more they can do, but it will obviously get harder to win the, the star rewards and the, the, the jackpot. But mm-hmm. um, based off time, is there anything else there that you really want to dance or anything? A lot of people have submitted them. Um, but we've answered the most liked ones. So again, people remember whenever you're submitting your questions, go and like any ones you want to hear answered because I do generally pick them that way. Yeah, um, there were a lot, actually. I feel like we mostly touched on everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah. There was a one thing I wanted to discuss specifically about server data at some point, though. Okay, go for it. It's time. <laughs> it's time now. Uh, so obviously, we introduced memberships recently. And thank you to everybody who has signed up and those who are still in your trial. Like, I hope you use the site a ton so you can figure out exactly which membership you'd like. We talked about this a little bit. We did an AMA with, uh, I did one with Maxime, who is our founder. If you are not familiar, he was on this show. What was that, two weeks ago? Mm. Um, So there was a lot of work that went into making the site what it is today, including stuff that is like within the different memberships, membership tiers. And we know that the site got a little buggy. Like we know this and I know it bothers people when you start to pay for something in their bugs. And I just want everyone to know that like it bothers us a lot more than it bothers you because this is something that like we're working on. And so I want to both thank everyone who has um, signed up for memberships and also kind of, say we're we're aware of like the issues a lot of people have like started throwing suggestions our way for tools that they want like yesterday um and i'll say that a lot of the ideas that we get are already on our um already in our plans excuse me i went horse or froggy there that wasn't really funny there yeah you don't bubble weird. in your throat yeah I don't know what happened yeah um so we have like a ton more coming so like what is on the site today is not what's going to be on the site you know, in the coming months, just like, you know, when you were back in January, when we really started getting going with the full group of people uh, working for Sora Data, like we're constantly trying to innovate. That's what we feel like we do best. And so um, just bear with us while we do that. We're kind of, we're, we're a small team. And I know that that, that like phrase like drives people crazy, but it's true with us. Um so like we're literally less than 10 people in total and that includes me and I don't do anything on the site. I just like go here and talk about server data and write <laughs> about some stuff. So just bear with us. Like, thank you for subscribing. And then I promise like what you are using today is not nearly as good as what you'll be using in the future. From my perspective, I think like because we've had a free for so long, I suppose that's where people threw the toys out of the pram. See what I did there? Uh, because when you've had something for free for so long and then you have to pay for it, um, it feels like a shock. But ultimately, this is a service that people get so much value from. I I, get, I spend more time on Sorare Data than I do on Netflix personally. So it makes complete sense to me to pay for it. And will there be bugs and will there be issues at a time like this? Of course there will. So like, I feel like when people are paying for a service, that's a service they can decide to pay for or not. And this isn't the line that Sorare Data would give. I'm giving it in your faces here, which is terrible for you. But it's ultimately a case of like, don't like it, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what he's saying. No, that's not, not what at all saying. what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, fuck it. That's some service. You know, you're still going to get all the value. A couple of wee bugs, get over yourself. They're, the lads are going to sort it. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and, but like, that is, that, that part is the key. Like, we know that 
what bugs exist and we are absolutely working on them. I will say that, and I said this during our AMA, I, I don't know if we made the right decision in terms of the timing of memberships. And we keep going back and forth in turn, and there's nothing we can do about it now. But to be honest, we thought about doing this back in January. And the idea was like, start them in January. And then we were we had all these tools that we were developing and just release those as the year went on. And instead of doing that, we released and kept working on all the tools that we were working on and let everybody use them. And then we started the memberships. So people felt like they were like paying for something that they got free yesterday, yeah. which is true. The way we looked at it is we were thinking of starting having everybody pay in January and nobody would have, well, you know, basically only the paying customers would have gotten whatever you got over the last eight months. I, I still don't know if that was the right decision, like whether we, you know, waiting on memberships or not. I will say that the rookie t- membership, which is our free membership, is better than what we had in January, or it's basically what we had in January. And so if the site was good enough for you in January and you don't want to pay us, then what you got in January is what you can have today, and it should be just as good. I will say that there were two things that you, I think it was you and Quinny. Now that I say that, I can't remember if it was the two. It was definitely Quinny. Someone. Uh, we're talking about how if you're on the rookie tier, you can't see price the price graph beyond one month. Oh, this is like the one thing this. that, yeah. there's one thing that like so many people have got, have like reached out to us about. The price graph, so everything on Sorter Data, like the point is, is that you pay because something that takes a few minutes now takes one second or something that can take hours can take a few seconds. The price graph and the entire price graph is available to anybody on the rookie tier all the way through. You just have to change the date on the graph. What you pay for is the ability to see one month with, with one click or three months with one click, or f- six months with one click. And if you just, if you want to, if you're on the rookie tier and you want to see a price graph that is less, is more than one month, all you have to do is there's a date selector and you can just change the date and you can see everything. There we go. So you're paying for the, the convenience factor, saving yes. your clicks. Well, yes. look, um, best of luck with how it keeps going, fixing all the bugs, but we have a game to play before you go. All the bugs sounds like it's just a big bug-ridden thing. I'll be honest, I actually haven't noticed them because I'm a very like surface-level user who likes prices and scores and little else other than that. Play sure. a few games, and I don't need like I use a bit of the lineup builder maybe or the concepts. But outside that, I'm a very surface-level guy. I could probably get away with a lower membership, but um, <laughs> but like it's not like it's something I've noticed. I'm making it sound like it's it's all mm-hmm. talk of the town. I've been very happy, but the one thirty-seven game. I currently owe Charity 244 quid. Let's see if you can increase that. Quinny fell flat in his face. He scored 78 points. He had Lamp and David Silva. Lamp got a very low score and David Silva yeah, got a did. mediocre score. 78 all in, so unlucky Quinny. Uh, Laird, you previously hit the nail on the head on this, but you turned down the prize of an Atibo because it brought bad luck to any gallery it went to. God knows where he is now. Someone took him. Um, but you, you've, you've nailed this game before. Can you do it again? If you do it again, if you hit 137 points, I'll double it. I'll give 100 quid to charity. I'll double it if you do it twice. So you're- All right. So I can't remember. I, I remember one of the two players that I picked last time. 
And I think I combined it with this other player. And if that's the case, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to use the same two players from the last time that I won this game. So it's going to be Adan and Sebastian Coates. Adan and Coates. And for those of you who are... Nah, they don't need to hear. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Who are not longtime listeners of this show, the Adan rare card that I have in my gallery is from John. But I bought it. That was not a loan. I bought it. Yeah. It was uh, a steal. You you stole him. He is no longer my most winningest card. Um, oh wow! I don't think. Oh no, actually, yeah, he's nowhere near now. Unless I look at cards one. Yeah, he's down in like tenth place or something now. He's oh, won me yeah. eleven. Parejo's won me fifteen. Trent's won me fifteen. Uh, Thibaut Courtois won me thirteen. Bodart Safanov all up there. So yeah, the the benefit that I had with um. With that card is that I believe I was looking for that card and listened to one of your podcasts about how you were like, I'm going all under 23. And I'm like, this guy's too old for John. I'm going to go buy that card. <laughs> and you fleeced me. And it did. I yeah. did. Well, look, Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if people enjoyed this. Yeah. Go on. You can find Andy Laird at the So Rare Data podcast. Is it Lairdino on Twitter as well? It's uh, Andrew M. Laird on Twitter. I will also say that we have a Sora Data um, newsletter that goes out once a week. If anybody wants to subscribe to that, it's on Substack. So you can actually just find the link right on the Sora Data homepage for that. But um, we try to go a little more in-depth for those of you who like to read. It's not too long, so don't worry. But uh, for those of you who don't always just want to listen or watch and you just actually want to read a little bit, we have that option for you. I just barked. Good time to end. Lovely. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode. Please do subscribe wherever you're listening. If you're on YouTube, drop a like. You can find me on social at John Nellis. See you later. Bye-bye.